Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome once again to Riding the Wave. I'm Mark Healy, your host, the managing editor of The Wave newspaper, Rockaway's newspaper since 1893. Uh, this week's news uh, issue is on newsstands now. Uh, you can check it out. There's a lot, lot going on uh, in Rockaway. It's, you know, it's the summer uh, and things are popping. Kids are getting out of school. Uh, we've got so much going on on the peninsula if you pick up uh, each and every week we have the weekender uh, insert which uh, lets you know what's happening whether it's music whether it's entertainment whether it's events on the boardwalk all that stuff is happening and the weekender and the wave of course gives you a comprehensive coverage of the entire peninsula uh, so uh, certainly and this week is no different we went all the way to breezy we were in far rockaway uh, the whole peninsula is in the paper uh, this week and our cover story, Building It Back, uh, I was able to take a tour this week. Um, we were going to uh, do this anyway, but um, Build It Back reached out a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, we've, we've been tough on Build It Back here at the Wave, and, and rightfully so for a long time. But, you know, we're fair, you know. So we wanted to give them an opportunity to show us uh, and to give us, you know, firsthand, not just statistics over the phone or in a statement, but we wanted a firsthand look at what Build It Back is doing. And, uh, you know, someone uh, reached out recently and said, well, you know, uh, you know, Breezy uh, is getting treated this way and we're being treated this way. Let me tell you something. Walking around Breezy Point, and it's, and it's great to see so many things that are happening, but you want to talk about an area that was decimated by Sandy. Uh, you know, and anybody that really doesn't isn't sure about what the effects of Superstorm Superstorm Sandy had on Breezy Point, take take a ride over there. Um because it's still I mean, look, you got to give these people a lot of credit. They are putting on their bootstraps and they are, you know, getting things done and uh the build it back people have really done uh, you know, in my mind, where Build It Back was a year ago, where Build It Back is now, and where it's trying to go, where it's still reaching out to people and trying to get things done. Um, there was a lot to this tour. Uh, it was not a press event. I was the only person uh, there. Uh, we set it up specifically for the wave to get a first-hand look at, you know, the progress or lack thereof, you know, if, if, if the tour had not gone well, if, if I had, you know, looked around and saw things that, you know, I didn't like, uh, I was held to no, uh, you know, there was no promises made, certainly, uh, by anybody uh, involved. Uh, I, I said, look, I'd be willing to certainly take a look around, and, and I'm going to ask some tough questions. And and I think that what what I what I took from it, and, you know, if you read our story, uh, in today's paper, uh, building it back, 
uh, Breezy Point and beyond, homes are being reborn. That's exactly what it is. It's a rebirth. And Build It Back is still you know, reaching out to people. You have until June 30th. All the information is in this interview, and it's in the paper. Um, and you know, we will certainly go over it uh, before we leave you today. Um, but, but the whole point of today's show is to give you an opportunity to hear firsthand, uh, not only from, you know, not only from uh, Amy Peterson, but uh, other folks uh, that were on hand uh, from the Department of uh, Design and Construction, which has been a huge boost to the Build It Back program, adding the, those folks, Tishman, uh, is now uh, a major contractor. Uh, it is a major contractor, but now uh, Tishman is working on uh, a lot of Queenswide projects uh, as a contractor, working in partnership with Build It Back. Then you also have, uh, you know, um, the Arvern by the Sea LLC, run by Jerry Romsky. Uh, they've been in it for a while, and they're uh, because the DDC is now involved helping them. They've been able to do even more in rebuilding uh, folks, you know, folks' homes and, and, and businesses. So uh, do yourself a favor. You know, read the story. Get the information. Find out what you need to do. It's very simple, okay? It's very simple, and we will go over it. Uh, we will certainly go over it before we leave you today. But uh, here's Amy Peterson. Uh, we went, um, we took the trip. Uh, we went with Amy Peterson. We also went with, and she, of course, is from uh, the Build It Back program. Uh, and we also spoke with uh, Christine Flaherty. She's from the uh, Department of Design and Construction. She was on board. She was there. Uh, they had their staffs with them. But they also had a couple of contractors uh, that were actually working on the homes and were there to kind of protect us just in case, uh, you know, uh, there was any any, any issues uh, I guess they knew beforehand that the editor of the Wave is a, is a klutz and <laughs> falls all over himself sometimes. So we wanted to make sure that uh, you know I wouldn't break anything and I wouldn't um, you know fall and, and hurt myself. So uh, and they were fantastic and I really want to specifically thank Noel and Brian uh, for being with us and and showing us everything and and, and also answering every question uh, that we asked of them. And I, I just want to, before we go right to the, uh, before we go to the interview, and there's, is a, there's two parts here. Um, before we go to the interview, I also want to uh, point out that when I really didn't know what to expect, you know, uh, what 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 I was going to be shown, and as a kid who whose dad grew up in the St. John's homes, who had you know came and spent my summers in, in Rockaway for years and years and years, who have friends uh, both in Breezy uh, and in Rockaway. Uh, the, the, the scope of the project, I, I, don't peop, I don't think people understand. I think people, and look, and I'm not blaming people for this. You know, everybody worries about their own house and, and that their own house is going to get fixed. And I certainly understand that. But the scope of what has to happen to get these things done, the mountain of nonsense that Amy Peterson and her staff had to take over when she was named uh, to the post last year in March. I, I I don't I don't know how they've made the progress they've made, and and I think to a lot of people they're like, well, it's about time, and you're right, it is about time. 
It is about time. And I think that everyone that I spoke to uh, understands that. But, to, but, but by the same token, you have to also recognize what's being done. And the scope of what's being done in Breezy specifically, the, the, the degree of difficulty that they have to go through just to fix anything on any house. I mean, have you been to Breezy? Have you walked around the streets that are like the houses are so close together? And they've actually – Noel was telling me that they actually had to invent things to fix certain aspects of the house. They had to invent actual tools to use because to do the elevations that they're doing, to rebuild the houses that they're doing. You know how hard it is to get a truck into breathing? You know, and forget about the, the security concerns. Forget about that because the Breezy Point Cooperative has been fantastic as far as what I, what I was told uh, with the workers coming in and doing what they need to do. Usually there's no construction during the summer, and they're allowing it, obviously, uh, so these people can get their houses back. But the houses are so close together. The idea of a truck getting in there to do any kind of real uh, excavation work or anything like that, I, I honestly don't know how they've done it, but they're doing it. Um, they've done it in some cases. About 20 houses have been finished. Uh, they've got a lot more projects uh, on the way. But enough from me. Let's hear from Amy Peterson from Build It Back and, and the other folks that were on our tour of Breezy Point and the Building It Back projects that are going on there. Okay, so and what's the address here again? 159? Oh, okay. So not, so it wasn't, okay, so I wasn't completely home. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. So, what number would you say? Uh, just a round number, I guess, of what's happening in Breezy, as far as the rebuilds. So. As far as the rebuilds, there's about 20 homes that 20 homes. they've received or in the process of receiving to date. Five homeowners are back in their homes. Uh, right now, there's roughly about 10 other constructs right now. Two that are there, ready, getting ready to be demoed within by the end of the month. Um, and what about elevations in Breezy? Are there getting any elevations in Breezy happening? Or? Yeah, yeah, so we have a, another another group of contractors, and RBBC is actually one of them. Right. But in Breezy, there's a company called Volmar that's out right. here doing elevations. Right. And so we actually had a good meeting with the Breezy Co-op a couple weeks ago to talk about how we could continue to do work during the summer. We don't typically do work during the summer um, to ensure that we could continue to move forward with homes. There's also a lot of repair projects going on. So across the Rockaways, there's been about 250 projects that have started construction and about 130 that have completed. Um, Queens has the most kind of rebuilds and elevations that are going on, um, about 50. Um, one of the reasons that we brought DDC on and have brought Tishman on is to, you know, expand that capacity across all of the boroughs right. to really focus right. on elevation. Um, okay. We've got a lot of um, homes that have gone through the elevation design process. We're really working with homeowners now, especially now that the information about the flood insurance is coming out, to right. try to encourage homeowners if they were reluctant to agree to elevation to agree to elevation. And so, you know, we're hoping to get hundreds of homes uh, in construction over the next few months to ensure that um, you know we can really do moving people forward. So why did why did your agency come on board and why why do you feel it's a good fit with what they're doing? Sure. So I think 
there was a focus in the initial program. Amy and her team has really grabbed a lot of good contractors that are predominantly in the home building business. Right. And DDC, were a construction delivery organization for the city, and so for us, we're helping to add capacity through our own staff as well as the CM contracts. And those CMs are both designing, procuring construction, and building all in one contract. And so we're bringing them on to really run an entire borough, be dedicated to that specific borough, and Tishman is a borough for Queens. And the goal is to bring more contractors into focusing on getting people back in their homes. So what does this mean to all those people that are still waiting? Or I know that uh, when Rudy reached out to me uh, and Sam to talk about getting people the door-to-door thing that you did uh, in, in Breezy and Broad, uh, in, in Rockaway and Broad Channel, to let people know that not it's not just, you know, if you've had trouble, like we still want to talk to you. What does all this mean to those people? Like, if you had to frame it and, 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 and just comment speak and say, hey, this is what we're doing and we want you to know, you know, how would you, how does all these developments, what, what should the message be to them? So, um, the message is that we're here to help and we've added enough capacity to be able to get help to everyone. Um, you know, we've gotten um, checks out the door to um, you know, thousands of homeowners across the city. Um, there's people where we've been knocking on doors that maybe dropped out of the process that might be eligible for reimbursement checks. So I say come back in and let's finish that process. Um, and then there's people who, you know, have been trying to decide if they want to have their home elevated. We have the ability to do it. People can see homes being elevated in their neighborhoods across across the borough. Um, people can see them across the Rockaways. Um, we have the ability to, to rebuild homes. You know, there's 20 happening right here in, in Breezy. So um, it's been a long process for everyone, but the capacity is here, and we want people to, to take advantage of the federal program and what the city has to offer them. So for my readers, uh, many of whom uh, have gotten so frustrated with the process, uh, and, you know, based on the... You know, just based on a lot of the information that's out there that they share amongst themselves, a lot of people seem to think that, you know, build it back, and this is, you know, obviously I'm relaying their uh, message, that build it back has given up on them. So what you're saying is that's not the case. Yeah, we have definitely not given up on them. Um, you know, and it is, this isn't a simple process by any means, and every homeowner has different issues based on, you know, what storm damage they had, what support they got after the storm, what they've done on their own, and and their, you know, if they were substantially damaged and if they should elevate and, and where they live. And um, so we, we work with each homeowner, you know, one homeowner at a time. And so if someone's hit a wall and, and hasn't been able to get where they, they think they need to be, now's the time to reach out. Reach out to our, our center, reach out to our borough directors, reach out to me directly. Uh, we want to get people to the finish line. Are the people who deal, now who deals with the phone calls when they initially come in? I mean, do you have like a, I mean, does, do you guys, you know, get them as they come in? Do you have a staff that does it? I mean, are those people aware that um, they might be dealing with people who are working on old information when they call, so they're so frustrated that they're dealing with, you know, phone calls they got when, the other mayor was in, was in charge, and his build-it-back process was a complete disaster. So, 
so we've got three locations in Queens where people can actually go get on-the-ground help. So our, our, our main center in Fort Tilden, we have a far Rockaway center, and we're in um, Senator Adabo's office um, every week, and that's been a great opportunity for us to help people in Howard Beach. Um, and people from Broad Channel go there, a lot of people go there. Um, so there's a way to go see someone up close. And, you know, we go to all the civic meetings and we're there. Um, we're really thankful for our partnership with the civic associations, working with Dan Mundy, working with Hank Iore, working with um, the Breezy Co-op to really ensure that we're kind of on the ground and in the community and meeting people. Um, but people do get stuck and frustrated, and some cases are a little more difficult, and that's why we have the borough director and we have access to, to me. Um, and so we can give you those numbers to put in the, right. the newspaper article to ensure that, you know, if someone feels like they're stuck, we can right. try to unstick them. And, and so what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is, is that um, everyone gets frustrated. People get frustrated when they're doing it. People get frustrated when going through the process because, let's be honest, you know, they don't care who's in charge. You know, they just want their houses rebuilt. And 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 what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that I, I just want to make sure that people that are dealing with those complaints are aware that they are dealing with in, in a lot of cases. I mean, I deal with it all the time. People say, well, the wave wrote this five five years ago, and that's why I won't buy the paper. I'm like, well, I haven't been here five years. You know, so I'm I, I'm I'm totally aware that that. That's part of the dynamic and it's part of the process. And and so you understand that. Uh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, that's why we have the kind of on-the-ground approach in the partnership with the elected officials. You know, we're in Councilmember Donovan Richards' office. We're available to come and meet in Councilmember Ulrich's office. Um, if people want to access us through their, you know, local elected officials, that's great, too. Um, Assemblyman Goldfeder has been really supportive. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to ensure that people are moving forward. And then if people are driving around their community, they'll see the results. Because there are being homes rebuilt, there's being homes being elevated, neighbors are getting checked. Um, the, it, it's happening. There's a lot more to do. And, and we now have, you know, these new contracts have quadrupled our design and construction capacity, really focused well, on elevation. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about that aspect of it. Okay how much that has been a help for the DDC to come on board. Yeah. So, you know, we were really struggling to get everyone who was selected elevation into design. We just didn't have the capacity, and there's a lot of kind of difficult issues related to attached homes. And so we really wanted to focus on a neighborhood approach, and so bringing on the DDCCMs has allowed us to, to actually, you know, assign 300 homes in Queens um, to Tishman, who's our new CM, um, to get started on in the next. And when you started to see the scope of what needed to be done, yeah. where did you were, were you um, reluctant to come on board, or well, was there any kind of like did you like let's put it this way did you anticipate the scope of what you had to deal with? You know, it's a highly complex program, but I'll be frank. I live on the water. I live through Sandy. So for me and our team, for us, it's very personal. For us, it's we get to help homeowners get back in their homes, be in a resilient community, and find an innovative way to get that delivered quickly. And so the only way we saw as a path forward was to get these large-scale CMs with big capacity, both for design and construction, that knew the marketplace, and have them get into the program, support HRO, our team as well, and get out to the homeowners sooner. And, and help bring more things through design because it's, some of the design challenges are very unique. 
and bring them through design so that we can get people out here working in the community. And then you can kind of see the results. When the results start tangibly happening in the community, I think it just there's a, a totally different set of energy that comes and people start seeing, you know, okay, these are real results and, and I need to get to be a part of that so that my home is safe for the next few months. Great. Let's, uh, I guess let's move on to the next thing or whatever you guys yeah. want to do. Um, you want to see another house come in construction? Yeah. Why don't you want to come up to the bench Okay. I think that would be good. Back on Gotham Walk. It's a little bit of a heightened... Uh, Okay, so uh, again, we're speaking with uh, Amy Peterson, and uh, we're standing in another um, almost rebuilt home. It's almost rebuilt, right, guys? Yes. Almost done. Um, this is 159 Ocean Ocean Avenue uh, in Breezy Point, and one of the things that uh, we were talking about on the tour, as we looked at some of the different uh, progress of different projects, uh, Amy, was that. Um, something that had never happened before in the Build It Back program is that some of the folks that have been living out of their homes are being helped as well. Right. So um, right now we're in a home that Arvind by the Sea is finished in um, in Breezy Point, and the homeowner's coming home next week, and we're right next to a home that's going to start um, in the next week or so. And so what we're now offering is temporary relocation assistance. And so homeowners who have to leave their home for Build It Back construction to have their home elevated or to have it rebuilt, um, can actually get their um, rental assistance reimbursed by us in full, um, and it's really going to help people make that decision. There were a lot of people who didn't feel like they could leave their home to have it elevated if they didn't get that rental assistance. So we're really happy to be able to offer it, and it's really flexible. Home, um, the homeowners can move wherever they want. We're going to help try to find locations in the community, because a lot of people have dogs and right. other pets, and really... Um, different family sizes, you know, it's important that people be able to stay in the communities they live in, um, and then we'll reimburse them for their rent. The other thing um, that we were noticing as we walked around was that um, uh, some of the elevations, uh, Sam mentioned that uh, people were afraid of the aesthetics. You know, people who live here really care about their houses, and, you know, it's great they want them rebuilt, but they also want them to look like they want them to look. And so uh, I noticed this lattice work. Uh, that that's being uh, put on some of the houses that really does, you know, kind of really help the aesthetics as the houses are being elevated. Right. So that's great. Right. I mean, one of the things we've really tried to do over the last year is, is help people make the choices they want to make. And so there was actually a big question about the foundations and um, could they be enclosed. And so working really closely with Broad Channel Civic and Dan Mundy, um, we really explored if enclosing the foundation was an option for homeowners where you're able to do it by the building code and, and have now allowed homeowners to do that. So homeowners have the choice. Do they want an open foundation? Do they want lattice? Do they want an enclosed foundation? Um, there's a lot of stuff that has happened through the civic associations where they've brought um, issues to our attention that have been impacting homeowners. We actually have a regular meeting with the Queensboro president where all the civics come and the electeds come. Um, and one of the things that came out of that was the difficulty of elevating homes um, if you didn't know if they had a certificate of occupancy or if they met the zoning code back in 1961. Um, so we've just, um, tomorrow actually, the City Planning Commission is going to vote on a text amendment that will allow us to elevate homes as they are, um, which is great. Um, people were really nervous about having to cut off parts of their home. Um, because they didn't know what it looked like in 1961 when the new zoning came into effect. 
Um, so that's really been helpful. People will be able to elevate their homes as they exist, um, and that will be legalized moving forward, and, and that's a really big win for, for the city. And that came out of the Queens community, out of the borough president's office, um, out of the, the civic associations throughout, throughout the, the neighborhoods here. Um, you know, journalists are often accused of, you know, coming up with solutions without realizing the obstacles. And, you know, I'm certainly no, you know, excuse, you know, I'm certainly no, uh, uh, I can't claim innocence on that one. Um, but one of the things I noticed as we're walking through uh, all of these different alleyways, and you guys can attest to this, you know, you guys are doing the construction. Uh, it's insane to try to do anything because, because of, it's not like a normal city street. You got houses and the houses are like you know like very close to each other and trying to get a truck in or trying to get uh, people who want elevations they need the beams and it's 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 got to be really difficult you know to get that done. So that's what people don't realize you know people don't you know realize when they're like oh how come my house isn't built yet or how you know how come this process just like everything else. There are obstacles that have to be dealt with, and it sometimes it costs time, and sometimes it costs money to to solve those problems. But you guys are are seem to be. It looks like to me, as I as I'm going through this, it looks to me like you're trying to solve those problems, and I think that that is going to mean a lot to the people that are still waiting. And as you guys said, that may have been so frustrated with the process that they may have given up, but. I think really ultimately what we're trying to tell people based on this experience is that they shouldn't give up. They definitely shouldn't give up. I mean, there's no question that building in the beach communities and in all of the boroughs in the Rockaways are, it's a complex undertaking. You know, there's wetlands that we have to deal with. There's coastal erosion, erosion hazard areas. Um, there's the zoning that we just talked about. Um, there's how do you connect to, you know, sewer or septic systems and storm drains. Um, but those are all things we're trying to um, solve and, solve in a way that we can move hundreds of homes forward and um, working with our current builders who've been amazing and adding on this new capacity um, and figuring out ways like the zoning text amendment to solve problems, we're really going to be able to help these communities. And then you have to, you know, you have to deal with communities, you know, a lot of these waterfront and ocean communities, you know, they have a certain eclectic, you know, and they, they, they you know, you have to deal with the political side of it too. And I don't mean politics, uh, you know, as usual, I mean, just the general politics of the community. You know, you're dealing with people who really, you know, don't like anybody knowing their business. They really don't like anybody from the outside coming in. And that's a reality. It's not a judgment. It's just, this is what it is. So that has its own level of what you have to deal with as far as, you know, he, I'm here to help you. But at the same time, you're like, well, you know, could you do it very quietly and over there so you're not bothering us? And, you know, that's got to be, that's got to be difficult on your end, too. Well, you know, the one thing I've learned um, is that each one of these communities are, are different, and we've been really grateful to have the partnership with the local elected officials and the partnership with the civic associations and, you know, just the, the homeowners themselves to, you know, come out and work with us and talk to us and, you know, try to get their neighbors involved and, you know, going door to door in the communities and making sure that everybody's heard. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're grateful to these communities um, for their support and us trying to help them. So there really is not just a partnership with, with the agencies, there's not just a partnership with the contractors, but there really is a partnership 
uh, with the folks you know and that are that are not only getting help but are waiting for help as well. In a in a big way, they're yeah. they're incredibly supportive, um, and they they do a good job of helping us understand what the issues are, um, what's holding them up individually, and what's holding them up collectively, and working with us to find solutions. And they've got this historical knowledge. I mean, these people, you know, know what happened in these communities in the 30s and the 60s and the 80s and now. And so they can really help us understand how we got to where we are and how to move forward. So as Rockaway gets his boardwalk back, gets that little piece of boardwalk back, as the FEMA money that was that was slotted for all those things is starting to kind of be allocated as people are getting their different amenities back in Rockaway and their businesses are opening. More businesses are opening in Rockaway than, you know, than since before Sandy. So that, you know, it's a lot of positivity. How would you characterize, if you had to characterize the summer ahead of us for Build It Back and, and your new partnership with DDC, how would you formulate or at least how would you characterize this summer? Like if you had to if you had to give a presentation, what would you say that this summer is going to be? Well, there's a couple things. Um, one, people are just going to start to see more and more building in their community. People who've been waiting to hear from a designer are going to hear from the DDCCM, are going to hear from the, the other designers. Um, but we also want to make sure that everybody who wants to be in the program is in the program. And so we've set a couple deadlines. Um, there's some people, not a lot of people, who haven't actually even gone through the eligibility <coughs> process or had their damage assessment. That's part of what we were going door to door to reach everyone. We've set a date of June 30th to get out, um, to get your information to us, to show that you're eligible for Build It Back, and to, to schedule your damage assessment. And then we really want people to select their options so we can get them teamed up with a designer. We can make sure we have the right capacity. So we're setting July 31st as the date for people to select their options. Um, so we're going to be doing special events in the centers and continuing to outreach to people to ensure that everybody can get to that point and make those decisions. But people don't need those special events to get this process started. No, and um, they should call our call center, they should go to the centers, and, and we'll um, give you the information on how to reach out to us directly. It's really important that people people move forward. Okay. Um, this is been very informative, I think, for um, you know, for the folks um, and look, I mean, you can't really beat that amount of information. Um, you know, again, certainly, I think everybody understands that, you know, the this process should have happened and it should have started a long time ago. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that right now, Things are slowly but surely getting done, and I've seen it with my own eyes. So take advantage, as I said, take advantage of the fact that you have, you know, 10 more days, 11 more days actually, now I can count, 11 more days to call them, even if you've given up, even if you're frustrated, even if you're like, well, you know, I spoke to some guy last year and he was an idiot, or I spoke to some woman and they couldn't help me. You don't, you know, don't let your frustration, uh, you know, deprive you of taking an opportunity. They are going out of their way now to help you. Don't let the fact that maybe build it back. Not, not, not maybe. I mean, we had it on our front page. They were a disgrace for a long time, but now they're trying to make up for that and and help the people of Rockaway of Broad Channel. 
and of Breezy Point. So talk to your elected officials, use the numbers, use the access, and you have 11 more days to find out if you can get help with Build It Back. That's been riding the wave this week with Mark Healy. If you have any kind of feedback, good, back, or indifferent, you can always uh, give us a call here at the wave, 718-634-4000, 718-634-4000. You can always email me directly at editor, E-D-I-T-O-R, at rockawave.com, R-O-C-K-A-W-A-V-E.com. That's editor at rockawave.com. That's been this week's episode of Riding the Wave. Have a great, great weekend, folks. And if you have plans, if you don't have plans, check out the Weekender in this week's wave, available on newsstands right now, or you can read it online at rockawave.com. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week here on Riding the Wave.